Hello and welcome. I'm honored by your visit. I hope you'll enjoy your pause in the events that absorb your life. I want to ensure you that it is deeply appreciated. I'm Robert Crandall, and this is Short Stories with an additional S on the word stories. That's how it's listed in iTunes and other directories. And that's how you'll find it. We're also, as well as iTunes, we're uh, on iHeartRadio, podcast directory, short, uh, well, some others I can't think of now. (laughs) But uh, we're we're on a lot of Stitcher and, and many others. So I, however you found us, thank you for finding us. And as I say, It is uh, greatly appreciated. This is a production of adventuresinaudio.net. That's where our website and all the stories are as well. And as I have said before, I'm a big fan of spoken word entertainment. And I think podcasting is the most desirable media available, and it is growing by leaps and bounds. I just read an article. It's just phenomenal growth in podcasting. So it's uh, that's a great thing for the human condition, I believe. Um, and uh, YouTube is also, uh, uh, well, huge, as you know, and um, another source of entertainment. We are starting a YouTube channel. We'll have more on that in future episodes. But forget about television. I spent the last two weeks recently with pretty much nothing but television, and it's worse than I thought. It is nothing but a giant landfill of rubbish and propaganda and drivel. And the news is delivered by a bunch of talent-challenged ne'er-do-wells that are not worth your time and certainly not your money. So, let's get on with the spoken word. I recommend that you turn the lights down low and get comfortable. I always like to have a beverage as well, and that's up to you. Remove all mental debris from your brain. Purge all thought and contamination from your mind, and then you are ready. And now we're ready for the story. In this story, seven people are seated at a round table, waiting to die. All are startled when an ominous shadow appears. Let's listen to Shadow, a parable. By Edgar Allan Poe. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow, Psalm of David, ye who read are still among the living, but I who write shall have long since gone my way into the region of shadows. For indeed, strange things shall happen and secret things be known, and many centuries shall pass away, ere these memorials be seen of men. And when seen, there will be some to disbelieve, and some to doubt, and yet a few who will find much to ponder upon in the characters here graven with a stylus of iron. 
The year had been a year of terror and of feelings more intense than terror for which there is no name upon the earth. For many prodigies and signs had taken place and far and wide over sea and land the black wings of the pestilence were spread abroad. To those, nevertheless, cunning in the stars, it was not unknown that the heavens wore an aspect of ill. And to me, the Greek Enos, among others, it was evident that now had arrived the alternation of the 794th year, when at the entrance of Aries, the planet Jupiter is conjoined with the red wing of the terrible Saturnus. The peculiar spirit of the skies, if I mistake not greatly, made itself manifest not only in the physical orb of the earth, but in the souls, imaginations, and meditations of mankind. Over some flask of red Chian wine, within the walls of a noble hall, in a dim city called Ptolemasus, we sat, at night, a company of seven, and to our chamber there was no entrance, save by a lofty door of brass. The door was fashioned by the artisan Karenos, and being of rare workmanship was fastened from within. Black draperies, likewise in the gloomy room, shut out from our view the moon and the lurid stars and the peopleless streets. But the boding and the memory of evil they would not be so excluded. There were things around us and about of which I can render no distinct account. Things material and spiritual, heaviness in the atmosphere, a sense of suffocation, anxiety, and above all the terrible state of existence which the nervous experience when the senses are keenly living and awake. And meanwhile, the powers of thought lie dormant. A dead weight hung upon us. It hung upon our limbs, upon the household furniture, upon the goblets from which we drank, and all things were depressed and borne down thereby, all things save only the flames of the seven iron lamps which illuminated our revel. Uprearing themselves in tall slender lines of light, thus they remained burning, all pallid and motionless, and in the mirror, which their luster formed upon the round table of ebony at which we sat, each of us there assembled beheld the pallor of his own countenance and the unquiet glare of the downcast eyes of his companions. Yet we laughed and were merry in our proper way, which was hysterical, and sang the songs of Anacreon, which are madness, and drank deeply. Although the purple wine reminded us of blood, there was yet another tenant of our chamber in the person of young Zoilus. Dead, and at full length he lie enshrouded, the genius and the demon of the scene. Alas, he bore no portion in our mirth, save that his countenance distorted with the plague, and his eyes in which death had but half extinguished the fire of the pestilence seemed to take such interest in our merriment as the dead may haply take in the merriment of those who are to die. But although I, Enos, felt the eyes of the departed were upon me, still forced myself not to perceive the bitterness of their expression, 
and gazing down steadily into the depths of the ebony mirror, sang with a loud and sonorous voice the songs of the son of Teos. But gradually my songs they ceased, and their echoes rolling afar off among the sable draperies of the chamber became weak and indistinguishable, and so faded away. And lo, from among those sable draperies, where the sounds of the song departed, there came forth a dark and undefined shadow, a shadow such as the moon, when low in heaven, might fashion from the figure of a man. But it was the shadow neither of man, nor of God, nor of any familiar thing. And quivering a while among the draperies of the room, it at length rested in full view upon the surface of the door of brass. But the shadow was vague and formless and indefinite, and was the shadow neither of man nor God, neither God of Greece nor God of Chaldea, nor any Egyptian God. And the shadow rested upon the brazen doorway and under the arch of the entablature of the door, and moved not, nor spoke any word, but there became stationary and remained. And the door whereupon the shadow rested was, if I remember right, over against the feet of the young Zoilus enshrouded. But we the seven assembled, having seen the shadow as it came out from among the draperies, dared not steadily behold it, but cast down our eyes and gazed continually into the depths of the mirror of ebony. And at length I, Enos, speaking low words, demanded of the shadow its dwelling and appellation. And the shadow answered, I am shadow, and my dwelling is near to the catacombs of Tomaeus, and hard by those dim plains of Helusion, which border upon the foul Caronian canal. And then did we, the seven, start from our seats in horror, and stand trembling and shuddering and aghast. For the tones and the voice of the shadow were not the tones of any one being, but of a multitude of beings, and varying in their cadences from syllable to syllable, fell duskly upon our ears in the well-remembered and familiar accents of many thousand departed friends. You've been listening to Shadow, a Parable by Edgar Allan Poe, who would have been 208 years old on January 19th of 2017. I've enjoyed being with you and I hope to be with you again soon. I hope all is well. Thank you.